Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's talk some basketball. Coach Z joins us. Matt Zimmerman. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, welcome. How are you? Coach, Coach, you there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. All right. I'm all good, Wes. Good to be on with you, man. I had not talked to you in a while. I know. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we were enjoying the ride, man. That was a, uh, another Elite Eight uh, appearance. That was so much fun. This basketball team, man, they've they, for two years in a row, they have provided us with a lot of fun in March. Oh, no, no question about it. It's been tremendous. You're talking about back-to-back Final Eight and – you know, you win 25 games last year. This year you win 28 games. You go 28 and 9, and there were so many fun memories. You just talk about all the, you know, the home win against Auburn and Tennessee and LSU and Kentucky and all the fun. And then, of course, the NCAA tournament and, and beating Gonzaga. That was, uh, you know, it was nice to beat Vermont and New Mexico State, but we should beat those. We should beat those guys all the time. Mm-hmm. But to beat Gonzaga, that was that was a great thing, and it brought a lot of notoriety and a lot of attention, you know, here Thursday and Friday, and then unfortunately, it comes to an end when you when you play the best team we played all season. Yeah, is Duke that much better than Gonzaga? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know they beat them like eighty five, eighty one early in the year, so it was a good game. It got to be an up and down game. I really don't think Gonzaga. I think they probably went down a little bit because they got in their league and you're beating people you know, 116 to 75, and they kind of took a back. They they weren't as, to me, they weren't as good as they were probably earlier in the year. And I, not, that's nothing to question them. It's just sometimes you get at your level of competition and then that, that, that impacts you. And whereas Duke got, got better, they did get better. And Duke had some pretty big setbacks. You know, they lost three home games, Miami, Virginia. You know, they, they went to Ohio State and got smacked. They lost to Carolina. At home in that big game, they lost to a pretty bad Florida State team. But they also had some big wins along the way, and they got better. And by watching Duke on TV throughout the season, when when I thought we might would play them, I thought, well, we, we, we can beat Duke. And then when I saw them play Texas Tech, I was sitting right there in person, front row, watching that game. It was press world. I said, uh-oh, uh-oh, these, these guys, this is a big physical. These guys are big. And that's nothing against, nothing against our guys. I knew we was going to shoot it. We was going to shoot like 60, 65%, the high 50s, and, and play tremendous to beat Duke. And really even Texas Tech, because Texas Tech was some men too. They were physical, and they, they, were, they had about eight or nine guys. They had depth, and they were, they were good. So I, as I sat there, I said, well, if we're going to earn a Final Four trip, we're going to have to play. I mean, we're going to have to really, really play. And uh, Texas Tech and, and Duke were both better than Gonzaga. And, uh, but you know, it was it was one of those deals. It was a it was that was a tough game for us. So when you go up against the best now, two years in a row, um, and, and you lose to get to the Final Four, what what is it Arkansas needs to make that next step, Coach? Yeah, that, that's a good question because you know last year with Baylor, that to me they were you know they were just they were just a better team. They, you know they were they had more weapons. They had they they had really really good guards and they just kind of could outplay us a little bit. And this year, when you get with Duke, we may have the answer to that question coming with with guys like Nick Smith and and, and Walsh and some of these high level guys to put with JD and Jalen and Devo and all of these that you can have that upper talent that you have to have. Let me tell you, 
Uh, Paolo Banchero, that's a whole other deal now. That's a that's a different thing than we've seen. That's mm-hmm. not he ain't Jabari Smith. He, he's not Chet Holmgren. He's better. Mm-hmm. He's better than those guys. I mean, he's six ten, two fifty five, strong, and he has different gears that he can shift into. Like Darren McFadden could shift into different gears. That's what Paolo does, and he don't even go hard all the time. He's a tremendous talent, and that's what we have to have. And we ran into that debate last year with that three headed monster. They had it guard. And then they had these tough, physical six eight, six nine guys that were just physically under the basket, tough. And so, I do think that we just have to have a little bit more to get that one more win. That one more win's hard to get. And uh, but we're really close. We're really close to that. Um, but I think the talent coming in will, will help us. You know, and it'll be it's going to be such an interesting time, Wes, from today, starting today with what happens today. It's going to be really interesting from today until the next six weeks. Because usually Coach kind of has his roster. He's going to have one, everyone here by June. So the month of April, maybe early May, because he's going to bring some transfers in too. I mean, first time I met Eric Musman and, and we're there talking in the basketball office, he said, I want at least three transfers a year. And he has, he has stuck to that, right? And so he's always brought his transfers in. So people that think that we've got our roster set, and you're going to bring in these five freshmen, hopefully six freshmen, that, you know, the roster set. No, he's still going to bring – I ain't saying he's going to bring in three, but he's going to, he's going to bring in one, two, or three, I bet you. Hmm. And so there's a lot of movement that's going to happen over the next six weeks starting today. Coach, i got to follow up on something you said. You mentioned some of the players coming back next year, and you said J.D. You think J.D. comes back? Well, I just look at it as – I. I I think that he he's got another year left. It would be a sixth year in college, and he may not. You know, I'm not I'm not him, and I'm not with him to, to, to know what he would do. But I just know that things are rolling pretty good at Arkansas, and he's uh, he's loved here, and he's, he's treated well here, and this is a great place to be. And now with name, image, and likeness, that's an impactful, major, major impactful at a place like Arkansas where we have. There's a lot of people with money. There's a lot of people that uh, can help. There's businesses, individuals, there's all kinds of things that help in that regard that some schools can't compete with. And so I just think it's all legal. That's all perfectly fine to do through the NCA. And so I just think that hopefully he comes back. You know, he's a, he's a big-time player. He's one of the best guards in the country now. Uh, hope, I know he's got his NBA dreams and his hoop dreams, and he should, and he will earn money. I do think over, you know, if he doesn't, I think he can play in the NBA. He's just such a great scorer in driving. I watch the NBA games, and he can do a lot of stuff they can do. He's not six six, but there's there are smaller guards that, that, that hammer it out and do great things in the NBA. If Fred Van Fleet can do what he does, mm. J, JD can do it too. He's quicker and faster than Fred Van Fleet, who's had a tremendous. He's all star, all star this year. I'm not saying he'll be an all star. He can definitely be a, a, an NBA player. So we'll see what he does. Same for Jalen. I mean, Jalen, to me, is an NBA player. And hopefully he comes back. He had, he had to go against two great players the other night, okay? And Mark Williams was fantastic. He didn't miss a shot. He changed about seven of our shots. He blocked three. Mm-hmm. And he was six for six, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, Vanchero was fantastic. And... Jalen still has 19 points, 10 rebounds, two charges. 
Jalen Williams is an NBA player, but hopefully he loves it here so much and loves being a Razorback and his family sees him every about every day and name, image, and likeness. Hopefully a guy like that will stay. Matt Zimmerman with us on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, it's going to be a different roster next year. I mean, it's going to be I mean, five potential freshmen, maybe six. We'll find out tonight about Anthony Black. And yeah. you say, you know, maybe a, a transfer or two or three coming in. I mean, yeah. that, that could be nine right there. What's the 13 is the roster? So you can have, well, you can have, you know, you can have more than 13, but 13 on scholarship. And, and we had all 13 scholarships used uh, this semester. Last semester they only used 12, and then they put Cade uh, Arbogast on scholarship in the second semester. So all 13 scholarships were used. And on paper, as of right now, whatever the day is, the 28th of the 29th of 28th of March, that uh, only three of them of those, of those 13, only three cannot come back. Only three. And so with Chris, we know Chris, Aldis, and Stanley are gone. 13 minus three is 10. We have, five, we have signed coaches, signed five players so far, right? Mm-hmm. That puts us at 15. And, you know, there's a big decision being made today. That could put you at you know, who knows? It's 16. And then if you work the transfer portal. So there's a lot of moving parts that go into that. I don't think I'm breaking any big news. Anyone can do the math to see that, oh, there's a lot of stuff that's still going to move uh, this this next six weeks. So where uh, Stanley Amude has been invited to uh, uh, one of the two prestigious NBA camps um, he, I guess they just put out the uh, the uh, invitation to Portsmouth. Portsmouth? Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah that's good. April 13, no, 14, 15, 16. What do you think uh, Stanley Amude, uh, his, his, the next step for him, his career looks like? Well, I think in the old NBA, it, you know, if you're looking back to the days of 12-man rosters, it would have been a little bit tougher. And now you look at these rosters. Of, uh, the other day I looked at the Lakers roster, and there was 20 people on the roster. <laughs> Um, a lot more people. That's eight more times 30 teams. There's 240 more players in the NBA now than there were, you know, 20 years ago. And a guy like Stanley can, if he can find the right spot, the right niche, he can absolutely play in the NBA. Because you think back to the season. I was talking to Trent Tipton and the Morals this morning, and we were talking about how many big time, how many big shots that Stanley hit throughout the season in big games like the Kentucky game and. The, the Auburn game where he made big three pointers or he made a he made a good cut and got a dunk and he made some big time offensive skill plays and uh, and he was a good defensive player I think he can find a niche in the NBA but for him it's going to be finding the right place the right spot somebody that can use him he's about six seven he's strong I love his demeanor love how poised he is he never seems like he gets rattled he's a pretty quiet kid he's not out there running you know going nuts and he, he's very under control. Find the right spot. Stanley could play in the NBA. Hey, we're going to miss Stanley. Yeah, this team will miss Stanley. No doubt. That's a good, good player. And, and I was about to say, my next question, I'm going to miss uh, Audis Tony. I, I loved watching him play. Uh, he, he scored for you without running plays, but he, he was to me their best defender. Uh, they're they're going to miss him next year. Yeah, he really he was such a good part of everything, and he. He played his role. He knew what it was, and he didn't try to get out there and jack shots up. You know, and at the end of the season, I think this is going to bode well for him, Wes. You know, we go. We don't. You know, he made like eight threes all season. He not shot it very well. 
he goes to, to Tampa, hits two of them from the right wing against LSU, plays his tail off. He hits one in the NCAA tournament, or a couple in the NCAA tournament, hit one up in San Francisco. I think that confidence is going to help his shooting and it'll make him a little bit more versatile. But you know, he's going to live off basket cuts, mm-hmm. beating his man to the basket, and getting some offensive rebounds. And Audis will be a big part, obviously, of next season. He'll be about a fifth, fifth or sixth year. I think he'll be a fifth year guy next year. You know, so um, he'll be an older kid. Uh, you know, he'll be twenty, probably twenty-three years old. Or so you can't have enough of that. That's big. That's why I kind of thought we might get beat Duke because they had all these freshmen and sophomores, and they're eighteen, nineteen. Duke's oldest guys were like twenty. You know, we got twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old guys, but that that. That talent was so good at Duke. Yeah, I don't care how old Banchero is. He was tremendous. And uh, I usually don't argue with our fans. I just listen to them, and I appreciate them. But like my own nephew, who hit me up after the game and said, well, we couldn't beat eight guys. That's why the season ended. I was like, what? What game are you watching? And everyone watches games in different ways. And I'm, you know, but it, I, the fouls ended up being 15-15. I, I didn't see us. Uh, I, I didn't think we got a bad whistle lot. They miss a couple calls. Yes, I thought they missed an over the back call on Williams. It would have been big, but I thought they missed some against us too. I, I don't think that we got beat because of the referees against Duke. Duke was better than us. Did you just tell me that Audis Tony could come back? Yeah, Audis can come back. I'm so confused yeah. with COVID and all these. Uh, I thought he was done for sure. Yes, but what he had was his, his time at Pittsburgh, and then so he didn't have to sit out. So he, he got to come here and play immediately. He got that COVID year free. So three years at Pittsburgh, hmm. comes to Arkansas, fourth year, and then he's still got the free year to play. So he's got one more year of eligibility. Well, they got some roster Isn't management. Yeah, they got some roster management to work over the next couple yeah. of yeah. weeks, months. Hey, Wes, we only got three guys. We only got three guys that NCAA eligibility-wise cannot come back. Three guys. And so there's a lot of – there's going to be a lot of conversations had in these next – few weeks in, in as this team roster gets mm-hmm. set for the 22-23 season. It's a Mude, Likes, and... Yeah, it's a Mude and Likes and um, Stanley and Chris can't come back and Trey Wade can't come back. Trey Wade, okay. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, Trey had... Trey was an interesting deal. Trey had... He went to UTEP set out a year and then he played a year. That's two. And then he went to South Plains and and played. That's three. And then he played two at Wichita State. That's five. But one of them was three. They got the COVID year back. And so he was able to transfer to Arkansas. And this is a sixth-year school. So he was a sixth-year guy. Chris Likes was a fifth-year guy. Stanley, I think, was a, was, a, was definitely a fifth-year guy. So those were older kids, mm-hmm. you know, and good players. Yeah. And so those are the only three that can't come back. <sighs> Thanks, Coach. You, you blow my mind now. Now I'm trying to figure out this roster. Good luck, Coach Musselman. You, you're you're going to need it. Is yeah, he... he's going to. He's going to. That's a big job for him. And those are tough conversations. And you know, and he, he's got to make tough decisions as well. But you know, obviously, we know the. We know. The, I think the. You know, the freshmen coming in are very, very, very good. And and let, let me show you this before we go uh, with Eric Bossy, one of my good friends. And I, when I was coaching in Missouri, I got to know him when he lived in Kansas City, Olathe, actually. Went to KU, but he, 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 he was a scout. He did a lot of scouting service stuff in college basketball. Rose to the top writer and top decision maker for rivals. He does all the rankings for rivals. A year ago, we moved to 247 Sports. Eric Bossy, 
I trust him because he's around these kids eight nights straight on. He's got no limitations. You know, when, when you're coaching college, you can only be out certain times watching him. He can be out all the time. He's in Chicago. He told me on after we got beat, he said, I know you, I give you a hard time about your Razorbacks. He said, these guys are loaded coming in, and he, and he just got done watching Nick practice. And he said, Nick's, and he's followed Bobby. He saw them all. Daniel Gafford, he has seen them all. Malik Monk, everybody that's come through here. He hadn't seen, he, he wasn't doing it Corliss era. He wasn't doing it Joe Johnson era. But, you know, about the last 20 years he has. And he said this is the best high schooler he's seen come from our state. Hmm. And that's coming from Eric Bossy, who I trust in college basketball. And he said after that practice on Saturday, the first McDonald's All-American practice, he said that he had NBA scouts salivate for him. Now, that, that, that is the level of what the Razorbacks are getting with me. How about that? I love it. Coach, we got to go. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. All right, take care.